0: Gray Fox
1: Kept you waiting, huh? Hello and welcome to Grey Fox Plays Games, the video games podcast where a bunch of friends jump on a podcast every fortnight to talk about video games, what they love, what they hate and all that sweet, sweet fandom in between. You are listening on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever good podcast services are found. Join me on the pod this week. I'm going to bring it in with a song. I'm going to take out my box. I'm going to cut a hole in my box. I'm going to put my mose in a box. And that's the way you do it. It's my mos in a box.
0: How you doing, mos? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you very much.
1: And that's... Uh, early two thousand slam uh moving on to a man who already has won 2000 trophies in the last 30 seconds and also saw guardians of the galaxy volume 3 with me and thought it was excellent spoiler alert hemming how are you doing sir
2: hello i'm very good thank you and yes i did
1: marvelous and a man who is our soul's brother funk soul mikey check it out now yes 90 slams mikey carton edwards how are you doing my
3: friend uh, the best intros i've ever heard wonderful wonderful
1: <sighs> You know what, I felt under pressure, you know, like you know, like Eminem, 8 Mile-esque, hood was on, spaghetti down my shirt. But uh, thank you, I'm glad I brought some fire to the party. Anyway, let's get into casting news, because we like to do casting things. Uh, this episode is sponsored by the letter Marvel, and Mikey came up with a great idea, which was, let's do podcast members as Marvel characters. Can I just check some of the rules of this, though, sir? Are we talking mcu are we talking full marvel suite including x-men or are we talking like a certain division within marvel because there's quite a few families in here you're, you're kind of giving away the content horse if we do it all at once but i'm happy to go
3: wherever you want my friend i i went i went for the whole shebang the full
1: the you ball. know what? you walked up to the marvel table you undone your fly and went
3: Check Pretty out much. that fantastic <laughs> call. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds... Um, no, no, I went full full Marvel, man. Full I mean, we Marvel. All, look, I, I put it out there to Hemming because I did put X-Men first because obviously that's my jam. And Hemming is the one that said Marvel that is true
2: i do take the blame for that maybe we should have gone x-men but hey no, it's too late for, for it's marvel. too late to go back we now. can
1: go like eventually when avengers gets picked up again and rises from the ashes we can do avengers when there's oh, another x-men game because there always will be another one we can do it we can we can come back okay like things change with the infinity stones we can rewind time so uh, let's go to hemming first let's let's start let's kick it off was well, cast Ooh, your pod as marvel up. characters
2: All right. Well, okay. we'll start with uh, with Mr. Moles on this one. I've gone for you as Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. And part of this was due to the fact that one time when I was round at uh, Bar Flint, I saw you in dad mode. And yes, I, I do see the little bit of salt and pepper up there looking good. But I saw you in dad mode, and I swear you had elastic arms. Because, like, you were just rounding these children up. You were picking stuff off the floor. You were kid-proofing this whole room. It was incredible. So, yeah, Mr. Fantastic. We right that fun, man. Get him out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flynn, you are Nick Fury. You are the, oh. the leader. You're the leader of the pod. Every couple of weeks, you send out the signal, assemble the grey foxes, out we come from our little holes to join and do this little podcast with you. So you Love are Nick Fury. Love it. Mikey, I had two for you. One of them, I don't know if I should go with, because it's just... I, your yeah, Gambit, it's a safe space. your Gambit because it's your boy. God damn it, you took my one. It is. He's your boy. It just had to be. But I did have a spare, so I'll take that. Other people can take Gambit. <laughs>
1: this... and he likes that mode
2: in Destiny too. He does. Oh yeah, it's a good show. I should have pointed that out. This is more to do with your, I don't even know what this guy's powers are, but it's to do with your ability to go off on a good rant. You're, you are Mr. Negative. When you don't like something, you can go on a hell of a rant. I don't know if that's a superpower. It's probably not. It's probably better than that. But the name just just came I'll out be- to me wields a sweet sword as well that's the he, does. He, does. he does and he a does. good suit sh- a good suit as well
3: and
1: he yeah, yeah very sharp in a suit and he's the bad guy in the uh, marvel spider-man insomniac game and done very very well
2: yeah there, there you go. go very cool indeed
1: all right having cast yourself
2: oh uh me i'm uh, i am red skull because i go out in the sun for a half an hour in, in britain <laughs> and i just burn to a crisp <laughs> case in point right here <laughs>
1: Perfect. I thought you were going to go because I have a really dodgy German accent, like Ego Mortensen does in bloody the Captain America movies.
2: Nah, I'm just. As afraid, you can see, Captain, man.
1: there are no flags. <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> but um, t- please, please, Mr. Skull, tag tag a fellow pod.
0: Moles, come on in. Ah, oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, I also thought of myself as Mr. Fantastic, really, because I have the hair. Hey, we're all so brave that, that was about it. Um, <clears throat> on, on thinking for myself, so that's moving on. Um, I put Hemming down as Doctor Strange, mysterious, nice. all knowing, all knowledgeable, all that basically, and put it in games' terms.
1: And Sam Raimi, one of your favorite directors, directed Multiverse of Madness. We well, go, yeah, that nothing.
0: is true. That is true. Um, <clears throat> Flint, I put down as Thor. For the ability, yes! hold on. For the way you throw axes, is angry and terrifying. <laughs> it's like therapy, man. It's so much fun. Yeah, there we go. And and Mikey, I put down as Deadpool. So ah, yeah, good, quips. So good. Yeah, good quipping. Uh, lots of sarcasm and a little bit delicate at times. There we go. <laughs> <I'm> there <better. laughs> we go. Thank you. <laughs> huh? There we go. Uh, let's go over to Mikey.
3: All right. So um right, I'll start with, with Hemming. So for Hemming I went for Bishop. Ah Okay, and you're wondering why Bishop. Okay, so I know
2: nothing about Bishop other than the cards in Marvel Snap.
3: He's a yeah, big exactly, gun. Right? So um so Bishop is his power um, allows him to both absorb and release most forms of energy. Now and there are there are different way what there are different things he can do with that energy. So option the first he can take in that energy and then kashmaz, big concussive type blasts, um, which which and, and, they can, and he can do big ones or small ones. That, and you might think, well, that doesn't sound very much like me at all, Michael. And you'd be right. However, that's not the aspect of Bishop's uh, powers that I choose to focus on. Now, the second aspect of Bishop's powers I am focusing on is the fact that when he decides to... Um, Um, absorb some energy he can also then control the amount of energy in so that he can strengthen or weaken himself he can hold on to that energy and use it to augment and heighten his own attributes that is he can use it to become stronger uh, stronger quicker and even invulnerable
1: you're saying that hemming is just a walking larval tear from elden ring
3: we, we said this last week, or the last show that we did. I had you down as Ermac because of your ability to to absorb the power of things. There was and a lot of souls-related
2: to... eating that I was doing, apparently. Yeah.
3: And Bishop, I, I stayed on that theme. Bishop absorbs theme. the power of things and makes himself better. Yeah, Because you are the trophy hunter, and that is what you do. I would suggest I would take that by that. the time you got down to Elden Ring and you platinum platinum that bad boy, you had had several of the Souls games variety, Carnival of Glory, to practice your 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 parrying and your and your and your bonfire lighting. Yeah, if you'd have rocked into Elden Ring with no prior experience, that platinum may have become harder to get. Would I be right in saying that? You
2: are you are very right, sir. Very very right. There
3: you go. There you go. Right. And Bishop is is cool. Af, let's be clear about it. I bloody love Bishop. Cool hair. He's always he spends his entire time in X Men the cartoon being lost. Um, <laughs> I
1: just remember him from the cartoon just falling. It's just yeah, they just a constant like clip of just him going
3: no. He, he falls right. He goes through a port and then he then he wakes up in the past or the future and he looks around and he sniffs a bit and then goes. Ugh. Everything's exactly the same, and then he, then then he has to find out why it's the same. Um, nothing's changed, and he's always like that. I love Bishop; he's genuinely wonderful. Um, right for moles, I went for Ghost Rider.
1: Which one, um, Johnny Blaze, or I can't remember? Well, the there's Mexican been guy. there's been literally Lies, hundreds
3: there? of Ghost Riders. There, there there is there is there is lots and lots of Ghost Riders. Obviously, the most important one is our man Johnny Blaze. Now, the key thing with Joe, with Ghost Rider isn't the fact that he's the living embodiment of of hell. It's not that he's one of the most powerful beings in Marvel. What makes him brilliant is the fact that not only does he ride around on a flaming motorcycle, but he also has a giant flaming skull for a head. And I feel like, Mm. you know, you boys have mentioned moulds from the brain perspective. I'm mentioning him from the fire perspective.
1: (laughs) I feel like Ghost Rider. No one's talking about his fire. (laughs) Always like
3: fire. Um, For Flint, I was torn between two. Um, As and I really liked um Heming's choice of Nick Fury. Um I didn't go down the Nick Fury. I was either for me it was Star Lord, because you are the, the the captain of the ship, often um with 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 some rebellious uh, uh <laughs> crew members in the rest of the the the, the Grey Fox crew who often are sometimes a little bit unruly And uh, wanting to get, wanting to move things in different directions. You have to band us together and keep us on the right path, you see. And also, there's a quip involved there as well. But then I thought, uh, it's either Starlord or it's Tony Stark. Because Tony Stark. I I do
1: have a drinking problem, yes.
3: You have? There you go. Um, (laughs) No, uh, but you have built yourselves Stark Tower.
1: Oh my God, I'm going to call this place Flint Tower now. Bar Flint is dead. Long live Flint Tower.
3: you have your own layer. <laughs> lair.
1: Ah, oh, I'll take all this to the kinds, You are too kind, sir.
3: And that's the key, full of technology. You've got yes. tech in that thing, which I don't even know what it is.
1: Yeah? Neither do I. I just, I just, just, I just take stuff.
3: Exactly. <laughs> so I went from it from that perspective. I think you are my Tony Stark.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. And yourself, um, sir.
3: So uh, I obviously, it's very difficult to cast yourself. Um, so I, I went for the phone ranger. <laughs> Would you like to know a little bit about the phone <laughs> please, ranger? Please, please enlighten us about the phone ranger. About this. So, guy. what can you expect from a superhero called the phone ranger? Well, worse than what you expect, actually. A.G. Bell, a telephone repairman with a sense of social duty, at least his heart was in the right place, he certainly had a unique origin story. After helping a customer with a broken phone, he discovered the phone housed a distress signal from an alien race. He then used the alien technology to create a suit that gave him his lacklustre abilities. Whilst wearing the suit, Bell was able to connect with any, with any telecommunications device in existence, enabling him to be the first responder to 911 calls. But there was a small problem. He was just an ordinary telephone repairman with no extraordinary abilities. <laughs> and due to this fact, he died in the line of duty. <laughs> oh, hell, oh. pour one out for the phone guy. The phone ranger. What a guy. Love it. What a guy. Love it. Um, Mr.
1: Flimp. Ah, oh, amazing, amazing. Right, I'm going to try and not uh, double up. So originally, Gambit's your boy, Mikey. We all know it is. You were born a Gambit fan. You will die a Gambit fan. Gambit is your, your boy. But... I'm gonna go with a little bit different. Now, the reason why I've gone with this, this particular character is because you are a massive wrestling fan. And I, whenever, whenever I read the comics of this character, I always thought he would make a. he's basically like a wrestler. Mr. Adam Warlock. He, <laughs> he has the physique of like Triple H back in the day. He can actually handle the Infinity Gauntlet and he is part of a, what he believes to be a master race. Like You feel that's his, his, his thing. He has been done dirty, by the way, by James Gunn. I have to say that, like, even though I enjoy that film, he has been done dirty, that character, in the, in the latest adaptation, but I won't go there. So you are my Adam Warlock, sir. And I'm desperate, because like I think it kind of proves X-Men is actually the best IP within Marvel because you can't help but want to cast X-Men characters. So I'm trying to go a little bit further and wide. Hemming, I'm going to go to you next, my friend. You are my cap. You are my Steve Rogers. Reason why? Is because what is Captain America? Captain America is the little guy who was given the power of a god. Actually a good guy at his heart, at his core. I have a feeling that if you gave myself and the other members of this pod godlike abilities, we probably wouldn't turn out to be it's particularly the boys. good people. We're <laughs> It's basically going into the boys' territory now. Yeah. Um, where Hemming, I feel that if you were given godlike abilities, you still would be Hemming. You still would be doing D&D on the weekends. You still would be just playing <laughs> video games. I would and not
2: be using my powers at all for good <laughs> nor bad.
1: <laughs> but the general essence of Captain America is just a good guy with powers. Take away the powers, he's still a good guy. So that's one. thought. have that one. Now, Moles, I really wanted to go with 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 um, I can't remember, a ghost rider, uh, I, was, I, I could see the flaming head, the but flaming moat. The then, then you've
0: gone Human Torch, haven't you?
1: I was going to go Human Torch, but I thought, stay away from that. And I thought, OK, I've always gone with the flames thing. Now, I'm going to nerd down a little bit more. How did Mr. Johnny Blaze get his powers? He done a deal with the devil. Now, the reason why we think it's with the devil is because in the movies... They changed the character from being the character to being the devil. And also, Marvel wanted to sell this comic in countries that didn't believe in Christianity. So instead of calling him the devil, they called him Mephisto. Mephisto is one of the most deadliest characters in all of the Marvel Universe. He is responsible for some of the most underhanded behind the scenes stuff. And he has the power to literally erase Spider-Man's identity. He has the power to make Ghost Riders. He has the power to do a lot of interesting cool shit. And Moles, I could see you really hamming it up as Mephisto also there's this long going thing in the MCU right now of any bad guy behind the scenes everyone keeps going it's Mephisto and just like this podcast you are the hand that rocks the cradle so that is uh, my my Marvel characters and as myself I'm going to go with if you watch the X-Men 97 cartoon he only made one appearance in one episode for only 10 minutes and Wolverine was a bit too fancy of him if you don't if you ask me Morph that's right Morph no. do you remember in that episode no. I just remember that one line where I think it was in like the fifth episode where Wolverine's like avenging him and just hear him go, This one's for you, Morph! I want someone to avenge me like that. <laughs> ah, right. So gentlemen, I think Morph sucked. He oh, he absolutely sucked. Although apparently he does come back in like the final season.
3: Yeah, he's he's um he comes back because he's uh Mr. Sinister has in, imprisoned him, right? Like he's uh, Mr. Sinister has done him in. So he's uh, a follower of Sinister. I'm sure that's the case. But he always looks really sickly.
1: He looks, he, looks like he's, he looks like he's got chemo. He's going through, he's having a bad time. But um, anyway, well, please don't Google that image. I'll haunt your nightmares. But anyway, uh, I'm not trying to, I'm not telling you I'm sick, by the way, guys. Um, so let's, uh, let's move on and talk about what we've been watching, reading and playing. Uh, I'm going to go back to Mikey. What's been going on with Mikey? Cause you've, you've, uh, you've been opening up some new stuff, my friend. Tell us.
3: Well, I finally joined the realms of the PS5 gang. Yes! I'm now now current gen. How do you like them apples? And it's... um, I would say... The feeling I have playing this damn thing is it's, it's... It's magic. It reminds me of when I was a child and I got a PlayStation 2 and I was like, what in the hell is this? This is outrageous. The... Obviously, I'm still, I'm playing a lot of PlayStation 4 games on it, right? <laughs> but the experience yep. of doing so, it's like, well, this is how they should have been played. Yep. Like, it feels like, it, it, like, I can't believe I was playing these things on a PlayStation 4 sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. i played some PS5-only games, of course I have. But, like, everything is just fantastic. Everything. There's nothing that isn't fantastic. Everything about it, the, contr- the controller, okay? I could write a 15,000-word thesis on how much I bloody love the controller. The only... Well, I say that. Um, the claw technique for Souls games, a little bit trickier to do, I, I found. A um, little bit trickier to do, and I, I need that technique, otherwise I'm nothing. Yeah. The, the so, controller um, is a
2: lot chunkier, isn't it? Which makes that a bit more difficult.
3: Heavy as balls as well. Like, mm. There's one thing I didn't realise. I was like, that's heavy. Holy moly. Um... The, 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 the triggers. Oh, man. I want to make sweet love to those triggers. Yeah. Oh, my days. The, the, <laughs> swinging around as Miles Morales and shooting out those little web guys with the triggers is, is uh, the first time I did it, I nearly shit myself because I was just, oh, what, what on earth is happening? Fantastic. I'm
1: still 100% convinced that there's an R&D department in Sony that are just buying sex toys to see how their mechanics work so they can put them in controllers.
3: <laughs> I think this thing rumbles in ways. I, I, this, this thing rumbles in ways I've never felt. You know what I mean? Like, what the hell? It's a, it's a magical piece of kit. Um it's really it's whisper quiet as well, which I really, really enjoy. Um and yeah, I absolutely love it. Um in terms of what I've been playing, doing, all that kind of stuff. Um in terms of watching, uh, not much to be frank, because I got a PlayStation 5 recently. Yeah? How'd you like how do you like that? So um <laughs> in terms of playing, I have been playing a lot of different things because you wanna obviously put it through its bloody paces. Um but the game, I have purchased one game for it so far because it was in the sale and it was Marvel's Midnight Suns. Mm. Yeah? And, and I have to say, I bloody love it. It is, it is the most Moorish pile of Moorish candy-wrapped wonder that I've ever played. I've played in a long time. I have enjoyed my time with it immeasurably so far. I'm about, uh, what am I, nearly 20 hours in now? And I think I'm about halfway through the main story. It's so um, like it's, a, you,
1: you start off with your own builder character, right? What yeah. if you could liken your character to a Marvel character, what direction did you go in? Like um, combat star and that kind of thing.
3: Well, no, right. so the, your guy isn't is not strictly a creator character.
1: Right, okay. It is
3: a character that you assume who already has a backstory. It's like you're playing as Geralt of Rivia, for example, right? Right. I see. You can choose the direction you go in with him, but you are him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you can obviously customize the face and all that kind of jazz, and dress him up how you want. But like, you are a dude called the Hunter, and the the premise of the story is you um <laughs> you have been resurrected by the Midnight Suns, Who who? Uh, there's a show called The Runaways. Ever do you ever watch that, Flint? Yes. Yeah, you watch that. Yep. Alright, so Nico, a member of the Runaways, is in this, and what the person that plays her in the, the in the TV show is literally voicing her as well.
1: She ain't doing much, they cancelled the show.
3: Exactly. Um so but yeah, so you get the Midnight Suns and then you get your regular cast of, you know, your Iron Mans and your Doctor Strangers, blah blah blah. And you are resurrected as the the hunter who is the hero of the day, to with the sole purpose of killing your mother who Hydra have also resurrected uh, because you killed her thousands of years ago and you're the only one that can. Nice. And she's like the big bad. She has uh, destroyed like Avengers Tower or Stark Tower. No, Avengers Tower. She's destroyed. um, uh, She's got the Sanctum. She's got that under wraps uh, and she's basically turning various Marvel uh, heroes against you essentially, which is quite fun quite interesting the story is hilariously fun um i'm really enjoying the story for some reason and you know what i say guys i don't like story in games unless it's really good it's got marvel on it so i'm gonna like it Mm. the the best thing about it isn't the fact that you can take blade fishing um (laughs) it's not the fact that i took uh who did i take on a picnic the other day it was uh ghost rider i took ghost Rider on a picnic i reckon it'll be great
2: having a picnic Game of the year right there. I mean, come uh, on.
3: Like, you know, I've told, <laughs> talked to you about the Fire Emblem Three Houses before, right? It's, yes. It's basically that, but Marvel. It's phenomenal. It's genuinely phenomenal in terms of... Uh, like, and you build up friendship levels with your dudes, right? And then you... Uh, yeah, that unlocks more abilities and shit like that, basically. There's so much to unlock, it's blowing my mind, right?
1: I heard it's like 80 hour plus.
3: Yeah, you, and you basically... Your home base is a place called The Abbey, which is this big, sprawling place that you have to explore. And that, the, the gameplay loop is, you wake up in the morning, you put some research on, you go and do your gamma coils, you do all the, all the things you've got from the last mission that you then have to put in to un, you know, unlock shit. Uh, you do your conversations, uh, you explore the Abbey a little bit, you do your big mission, you go to the war table, and there's either side missions or the big story to do. Just like the Avengers game. You do that, you come back <laughs> to the Abbey afterwards, and then uh, you do your things at night where and you do more things and then you go back to bed and then the gameplay loop is the most, just, just a crack fest of just addiction. And the combat, right, this is the key. If the combat was crap, I would not be in. But the fact is it's made by the same guys that make XCOM. So it's going to be phenomenal, right? So it's card-based. So each hero has a deck of like 12 cards and you can customize them, you unlock new cards, you level them up, blah, 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 you do all this kind of shit. And you have three heroes at a time and you get given a scenario, right? Uh, for example, Venom's here, and you've got to defeat Venom. And it's like, oh fuck me, he's pretty difficult. Any or Crossbones, for example, um, and loads of dudes. And you base—I'm talking forever, by the way. Apologies, but this has been my first PlayStation Five experience. I want to well, talk about well, it. You're yeah, yeah, an it? Right. it? And um, you, uh, you, you choose your three your three dude loadout, and there's a there's a cast of characters to choose. I've only uh, I haven't unlocked Wolverine yet, and I'm twenty hours in yeah
1: I want to know who voice i uh, like uh, have mm. they got decent voice
3: actors um so <laughs> oh man, so the graphics vary from that looks really good to oh um Iron Man to the guy that plays Tony Stark sounds really good when he's talking through the helmet when he doesn't talk through the helmet it's like he's doing a very strange impression of Robert Downey Jr, but it works mm. because the writing is really good oh, okay. like, I really enjoy the writing and like I like. I I like the Iron Man in this. Like he he's I like him a lot, you know what I mean? Um I don't know. They haven't done the Uncanny Valley Avengers route. They've done their own like yeah. Captain America has very blonde hair, for example. You know what I mean? Um anyway, as I was saying, and basically you start off with three dudes and every round you're given uh like five cards. And you can play three cards every round. You can also do some environmental attacks and you basically there will always be dudes that appear every after every round that are one-hit kills. They're just jobbers. And they are there for you to build up your heroism. Uh, and every time you kill a jobber, you gain more heroism. So basically, every round, you, you beat up all the scrubs to then build up enough doomstick to then take on the big dude. And it, there's nice. a really effective way of giving you a fuckload of momentum and making it feel like it's strategic as fuck. I'm, just, I'm swearing again. I didn't swarm for two episodes. Anyway, um, it's very strategic, and the, the impact of all of the moves is the best thing I've ever played on a Marvel game because it feels incredible. Yeah? Anyway, Amazing. Sold. I I love it. I love it to death, and once I've completed it, I'll be waiting for the DLC to go on sale.
1: Yeah, I, I have a feeling review. that this has been not a surprise package because I think, like I said, all the ingredients were there to make a really good game. But I think everyone's a little bit hurt from how every no one seems to be able to make a decent Marvel IP outside of Marvel, i.e. Snap, not included. Um, and they've absolutely smashed it out of the park. From everything I've heard, I'm infinitely jealous. It will be a purchase before the sales out. I think I've got another day uh, before that sale runs out. Uh, thanks, Mikey. All right, let's go. Only to, problem to is
3: Heming. it hasn't sold. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think it was always going to be a hard sell after the oversaturation of of yeah. You know. it and was... it's
3: a it's a card game, uh, squad based, XCOM like, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Mass Effect two esque, like it's a a hard game. Sell, what the it? hell is that? Yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean.
1: With a gothic <laughs> theme.
3: Yeah, with a magic theme as well. It's not like oh, you get to. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's it's literally the most niche Marvel game you can think of. Here you go. Uh, if you want to take blade fishing, that's your jam. <laughs> Thankfully, of all the people in the world, I am the person whose jam that is. I, can't so I want do want that love as it. a
1: picture and just have it framed <laughs> up in my house of just blade just sitting there with a fishing rod out, the little fisherman's hat on.
3: <laughs> Mate, I went bird watching with Spider-Man. <laughs> that's amazing
1: that's okay. that's that's great that's right. great yeah. you could call it a uh, day fisher walker hey uh so anyway let's go to Hemming. what's been going on for mr hemming
2: i'm gonna save the watching for the end because i think that you and i have watched the same thing as we've spoiled earlier um but in terms of playing i i had a bit of a platinum rush over the uh the bank holiday weekends i had a <laughs> had a good time
1: um how many so, did you get
2: uh i got five
1: five platinum over a to i mean to be fair
2: to be fair, two of them were a Molsy uh, special jumps. where he won't like them. No, it was actually Super Destronauts DX2, which is basically a Space Invaders ripoff. You're it's a machine. quite cheap, um, but it's actually a lot of fun for what it is. If you've got any sort of photosensitivity, do not play it because the screen just explodes constantly. And that is not good If you're going to have an epileptic fit, that's not good. Um, <laughs>
1: it's the Emmanuel in space of video games. <laughs> Sorry, that was a joke offline. Anyway, how
2: they marketed it. Um, <laughs> the other one was Disney Classics Aladdin and the Lion King. And I, I don't know why. I, well, I do they know why. They were hard as no. balls. They They are hard as balls, but thankfully you can use cheats. And you got platinums Aww. by cheating. <laughs> hey hey moles don't hate the just, player just shut, <coughs> shut up shut up man it's cool
3: it's all good <laughs> we we named in when we was at university myself flinty and moles we, we were in the same uh course and we literally named one of our uh there was a there was a thing where we had to name something and it was like lion king extreme hard mode or something like that yes. because of how bloody hard Genuinely. aladdin and lion king were
2: as kids how on earth like, what cheats did you do? Was they it, could like, have just made sorry, one apples. level
1: no one would have known.
2: <laughs> this is the thing. The Aladdin games aren't actually that bad. The Sega version is much better than the Nintendo version um, because the Nintendo one was basically a Mickey Mouse platformer, whereas the Sega version, he had a sword, he can throw apples at stuff, is a bit more action-y and actually has proper, much better music from the films in it or versions of them. Mm. Um, Lion King... Lion King is still hard as balls. <laughs> I got to the just can't wait to be king level, and I still couldn't do it. Even up, this is like thirty years later. I still can't do that freaking level where you have to grab hold of the monkeys and swing in the right direction to then land on the giraffe to then land on the ostrich. And I'm uh, not having it. Uh, oh,
3: i I managed that right. I managed that several years ago because of save states with emulation. There you go. Like, That's right, the I only that one way. To save it.
2: That is the <laughs> only way you can do that. So thankfully. There there was a cheat where you could do a level select, which meant that you could just skip that one and move on. So how did you get the platinum if you don't do the level? (laughs) (laughs) How did I get the platinum? It it was just you had to do certain tasks within each version, uh, beat it on.
1: Surely like it should be complete all the levels. That should be like one basic element of it.
0: Not just load the level, go do something in a level, and then skip to the next one. Hemming, I'm very disappointed in you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm so sorry molds i'm sorry i want your gun and badge one, will this one make you feel any better i got the platinum in resident evil 4 remake there we go
0: motherfucker
1: better.
2: does that is that better
1: <laughs> you beat me to it
2: i'm so sorry i mean but yeah, mate, yeah that was it gonna is happen. so many playthroughs yeah i think i had to do something like six playthroughs to to get the platinum in it eventually You am on my
1: the... third playthrough and <laughs> i'm barely scratching the surface
2: you got to do it on hard. You've got to do speed runs on normal and easy. Don't forget the gun only Then run. you have to do gun and knife only. Then I combined that with also not talking to the merchant. And then you've got well, you to do a run your gun without run healing. Run with not talking. Yeah. I, I, cause you, I suppose you, do you don't new need new anything from me you, You're already using guns. So exactly. Okay. You do a new game plus. You've upgraded a, a gun to the max. You're fine. It's an amazing game. We've already spoken about how incredible it is. But the platinum... It grinds you down because it's just so many playthroughs. May I may I ask a question on
3: something like this? Uh, of now course. i i very re- i very very rarely will do a new game. Plus, I think the only game I've even thought about it was Bloodborne. To be honest, I'm not a new game. When I'm, once I've played a game, I, I don't want to play it. I've, I've I finished it. I'll move on to the next one. Life is too short. Now, with something like uh, Resident Evil, uh, obviously you guys gushed about this game. It was genuinely incredible. Replaying it, like how many times six or seven times how long does each replay take you're
1: looking at at least five five hours if you're buzzing through it and trying to on a really easy mode but you're probably more towards the
2: eight to ten hour mark not true (laughs) all right well i'm not (laughs) as good as you (laughs) by the end of it once you've maxed out your weapons if you've got the unlimited ammo hand cannon you can blast through it in like three hours so it's it's still a good three, three and a half it hours. It took me but
1: five like, hours when I had the unlimited handle. <laughs> I'll,
2: I'll, I'll, I'll see myself out.
3: Does that, <laughs> does that, does that, does that, has that negatively um, impacted your view of the game afterwards, though?
2: No, 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 not at all.
3: Sign of a good game, then.
2: Yeah, I, I
3: still absolutely loved it. I absolutely.
1: wish there was Great more time. variety for the platinum, though. Um, That's the thing because it yeah. is
2: just replay on this difficulty, then this difficulty, then this difficulty. It's like just. Give me more miscellaneous cool stuff to do. There's not a trophy for shooting the lamp down that makes the cow get set on fire. Why is there not a trophy for that?
1: Yeah, Give but me that there's a, a t- trophy for just play the game again without healing, what, what, play the game yeah. again without speaking to someone, what they, play the game again.
0: Because yeah. yeah. Resident Evil games are very linear. What they should do is, uh, oh, you've you've beat the bad booty boss. All right now you've got to go home. Do it all in reverse. Make your way back. <laughs> there
3: you go. Why uh, yeah. not? A la Devil May Cry, right?
0: That would be beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah, <for laughs> yeah, go to the true. top of the tower. And now go to the bottom of the tower. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but in, in terms of outside of that though, once those those platinums have been done, that's been playing previously, I've actually been playing a lot of Dead Island 2. Nice. And this is fun. You were talking about Dying Light 2 and said that it just wasn't that fun, was Where's your main the complaint. As Mikey yeah. and Mr. Burns would say. Whereas this, there is so much heart and it is so fun. It's not the best looking, but it has some of the best gore effects that I've seen in a game. Like, you hit somebody in the face and their jaw comes off. And then they're just coming at you with just gums and an empty gawping ma- hole where their throat used to be. And Incredible. you melt them with acid and you just watch the skin melt off them so they're just muscle. I thought it was absolutely amazing. Um, the writing is also very funny. And so far, music's been really good too. I'm having a lovely time.
1: So, Hemming, you're, you're saying Dead Island, because we were a bit worried about this when like, the original traders came out, and obviously this game's been development hell for the best part of 10 years, mm-hmm. and with Dying Light 2 not being the banger that we wanted it to be, uh, you're saying this one is a banger with some good joy to be had.
2: Genuinely, a lot of fun. The, the combat's not deep or anything. It's just pick up melee weapons and whack people around the head with it, but it's a lot of fun
1: fantastic moles give us what's going on in the mole hole, my mm, friend
0: mm, mm. Mm? <laughs> uh, yeah not much sorry um just yeah we've been watching a series on netflix or was it disney No, sorry disney called the strain and it's probably about five six seven years old now yep and we're really liking it so we watched the cabinet of curiosities um on netflix We was like oh this, this was quite good so what else is uh del toro done. I was like, oh, just quick google search boom done a whole series vampire gothic breakout lovely have some of that thank you very much so if you like vampire stuff and you like lots of kind of gore and the decent storyline give it a go i am just finished season one three more seasons to go thank you very much the books my, my
3: favorite well. thing that um my favorite thing that uh del toro has done is uh or well, one of my favorite things is troll hunters man Yeah. (laughs) I love that show. I love that show. How has he got time
1: to make all these different things? I think he's like Stephen King. I don't think he actually exists. I think it's just a name being put on things now. (laughs) That's my theory.
0: Well, it's all good stuff and I'm enjoying it. I'm on a right fest at the minute. So, yeah, loving it. Um, So, like I say, yeah, three seasons to go. Here we go. Um, What have I been playing? Well, I can't play Destiny 2 because there's too many bugs on it at the minute.
3: Hmm.
1: It's down
0: all the time. The servers don't work. So they, they really need to sort, kind of reboot their broadcom bloody servers that they've got oh, some crap because it's doing my nut. So I have been playing Doom Eternal. Doom and I'm enjoying it. It doesn't quite play like Destiny, but I'm enjoying just gore, blood, guts, bit like mean, just visually.
1: It's heavy metal it's FPS. Great, it's fun. It's, great. it's
0: fun, Doom Eternal. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Loads of different weapons. You can play it how you want. I just like chainsawing people. It's all good. <laughs> and it's not, you know, I'm playing on not the easiest setting. Uh, I think it's like hurt me mode or whatever. It's, yeah, fun. Just mindless. Sit there, play. Two hours later. Oh, bloody hell, I'm still playing. The thing, the should,
2: thing, oh, thing I really liked now. from it was that he's got like a giant space station and it's just the Doom guy is on a space station doing missions to Earth to kill demons. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I like that.
1: Love it, and there's something like this particular incarnation of Doom, because Doom is is like it's like Shakespeare at this point. It's been mis- it's been reinterpreted so many different times, right? Uh, this particular version is just neon lights, fast paced. Try and rack up as many kills as you can. Do it in a sequence and feel cool while you're doing it. And that's the vibe I got for these uh, that in the previous game. Drink it in, though, because it might be a minute before you play another new Doom game. Especially how yeah. Microsoft's going to be of it, right?
0: It's good, so that's what I have been playing recently. Um, And I'm also looking forward to to, uh, June. June's coming up. We've got Final Fantasy 6 coming, uh, 16 coming, and Street Fighter 6. So yeah, June is looking good. Obviously, we've got Zelda coming out, but. (laughs) So, <laughs> he's like
1: yeah, I'm, I'm switchless ah, you know, I'll just let that, you boys do that just that Zelda
0: game you know? oh man I'll let you boys um, do um, that,
3: Di- that Diablo one Diablo 4 um, Di- Diablo 4 did, did we talk about Diablo 4 coming out in one month is that time? also coming oh, out in
0: June man. also June Jesus. June is that, a that, heavy that is
3: hitting
1: June, month June the 6th my poor wallet there we go <laughs> my poor poor wallet uh, well, so yeah Thank you, Mr. Bowles. Uh, in terms of playing, I haven't been playing too much. Obviously, Destiny, same as everyone on this call, we absolutely adore it, and it's uh, it's all all the rage, as they say. Uh, I want to have a bit of a break, though, from that, so I'll just going back into PS plus and realizing that returnals on there. And I thought, you know what? I like dabbling in that world. Uh, and also the haptic feedback, Mike, if you want to talk about haptic feedback, my friend, you need to play returnal. Um, it's got some amazing, uh, rain, just the, the feeling of rain and just the vibrations around it. Yeah. Mwah chef's kiss. But I want to talk about, um, I saw Guardians of the galaxy volume three the other day and hemming, I know you saw that last night and you know, we want to go into spoiler territory and we're not a film podcast, but I want to talk about it because I'm a big MCU guy and, and everything else. Um, Hot oh, damn. You son of a bitch, James Gunn. You've done it again. Um, what can I say about this this, uh, this film franchise that's either got to convince you if you're not convinced or, or reassure you if you've got any trepidation? Because, let's face it, even I can admit that the latest phase of the MCU has not been too great. Um, I've got a real emotional attachment with these movies. When the first movie came out, um, I think uh, similar to a lot of people that resonated with this film... I kind of was going through my adulthood as this film was coming out. And it's very much about being a bit of a nerd, but also having to live up to responsibilities and all that. But also the soundtrack was banging. It. it was just a genuine great film. For me, it's my number one MCU movie. Guardians of the Galaxy is the best one. It's always the pacing's fantastic. Everything about it. The music. I studied that music, man. Like uh, It was the playlist at my wedding, that soundtrack. I had been listening to it for years. When the second movie came out, not as good as the first but it's still pretty damn good and that soundtrack again when my children were born that was the playlists we were listening to when my wife was in labor i am in man that's what i'm trying to tell you is that maybe take that at the pinch of salt of this guy is very emotionally invested in these films but seeing that third movie where you see a it is a conclusion i think it's no secret to say it this is probably the last incarnation we are going to see of these characters on the screen this is a 99% James Gunn movie, 1% Marvel movie. As in, this is James Gunn's story wants to tell. Now, Mikey, remember back in the day uh, when I was hosting Talk Film with me and I used to rent out Soho Studios in London, you came in for a couple of episodes. And one episode we came in when we had a couple of film journos on and we were talking about James Gunn being reinstated at the time. And I remember you said, and I, I quote you, I'm looking forward to this because this is going to be a celebration. And this movie is 100% a celebration of the Guardians. The theme is Second Chances, which is absolutely what James Gunn got to make this movie. There's also an element of James Gunn the filmmaker is in here. This is a guy who started out making gore movies, horror movies, and this is peppered all through this. This is also him pushing the envelope back to Disney and going motherfucker if i'm going to make you one last movie before i go make my my dc universe i'm going to push the boundaries in every direction he drops the first f-bomb in a in a marvel movie there is body gore as in someone's face literally gets ripped off you see a woman get attacked by a monkey and have her face attacked there is there's so many things you think how the fuck was disney like sign off on this And at the same time, it's still all the emotional core beats you expect of these characters. I will firmly say that the Guardians of the Galaxy are the best collection of heroes in any superhero movie. You generally love these characters. There's also one little thing before I switch it to Heming, and then we just talk about how great it was. There's a bit of influence from video game culture in this as well. Now, in Spider-Man No Way Home, there's a scene where... Peter has a fight of the goblin and he literally copies move for move, beat for beat a move that you can do in the Spider-Man game, which is you flip them up in the air, you web the ground and you use that to kick them into the ground. And he does it exactly the same. And if the, the directors come out and said, I loved the game, I have literally taken that and put that in there. Now, during the filming of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, because I'm a weirdo like this and I remember this kind of weird stuff, James Gunn tweeted to IDOS saying, thank you so much for my copy of the Guardians game. Now, there's a reason for that. One is because there's a lot of similarities in the story. They're both doing high evolutionary and stuff like that. And also, he wanted to check the soundtrack and make sure that there was no like synergies from that perspective. But um, in the game... Of Guardians of the Galaxy, which is available now on PlayStation Plus. I highly recommend you play it. There are elements where the gang have a big battle together and you have moves where you combo and do some cool stuff together. There is a hallway scene uh, in the third act of this film, which is the best hallway scene I've ever seen, done in a one-shot where the entire Guardians take down a bunch of bad guys and there are so many moves they've lifted out of that game to put that in and it's played to the background of no sleep till brooklyn and it's just dope as fuck man like you just go yes this is it so is it top tier marvel absolutely is this as good as that high bar that i set of guardians of the galaxy volume one no but nothing ever will be for all those reasons i mentioned before pretty damn close though and i have said this don't at me best superhero movie trilogy of all time because they stuck the landing and it's a beautiful thing hemming your thoughts, my friend.
2: I don't really know what more I can add. I I was going to mention about that hallway scene cuz it's fucking awesome. I loved that. There were so many cool moments throughout it and as you've also touched on and I think it's as I reflect on it, I like it even more. The Guardians of the Galaxy game was really underrated and really overlooked. And as yeah. I was playing, as I was watching through this, uh, like the character of Lila Who's introduced in the trailers So it's not a spoiler that she's there She's in the game But the game, I remembered it so well That I was like, hey, it's her Yeah, I remember yeah. her, Rocket, hey yeah this should have been out at the same sort of time as the game because they touch on so many similar things and similar areas that it would have been i think that amazing... would have been
1: confusing because they are separate although they're using similar characters and there's a sim i'm not it's the there's, best there's advertisement
2: elements. for the game yeah. that there could
1: have no been. Well, that's it you're right you're right that it might yeah. have made the game more successful
2: yeah uh but yeah an incredible i have film just loved um, it. just on that i
3: i i have been obviously i want to i want to try as many games hmm. as i possibly can right um I have I, I finished downloading Guardians the other day for the PlayStation 5, which I want to, I'm want i looking forward to giving a go.
0: Love it. Because Love Guardians, force. right? Yeah. You'll,
1: you'll have a good soundtrack's time. Soundtrack's banging. <laughs> Soundtrack is banging. And just like in the movie as well, the soundtrack's banging. The one the last thing I'll say on this is that James Gunn has been hinting about it in the first two movies that although he loves his characters, that he is... They're not his characters. He has interpreted them for the big screen. But I think it's obvious the one character he really resonates and loves is Rocket. And he has always said that Rocket is actually the secret protagonist of all the Guardians movies. This is Rocket's movie. Even though that he's actually incapacitated for part of it, he is (laughs) still... For
2: about 75% of it. I know,
1: but like every (laughs) scene is about... It's like, where's Poochie? Poochie's not on screen. Everyone's asking, where's Poochie? It's like that. And that's not a bad thing. It's done so, so well. And I'm not going to go into spoiler territory, but everything you think is going to happen is probably not what you're actually going to experience when you go see that film. And that's please, a good please, thing.
3: Please please, don't go into spoiler territory. There's so no I'm spoiler yagging. territory. Apart from the Boys
2: see corridor, film you see. as much as we'll get into.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, but am I excited about the future of the MCU? No, because the no. last person who made a good fucking movie has now gone over to DC. <laughs> and uh, Oh,
3: let me just say one thing quickly. Yeah. I, right. So I was very curious to what you said there, Hemming, where you said every time you looked back at this this video, you liked mm, it, right? Yeah. Um, I every time I look back at thought the layout the last Thor film, I hate it even more.
1: You will not okay? feel that way about I, this. Film. I
3: I hate it. Mm. However, one thing I did watch the other day, which I forgot to mention when I had my little segment at the start, I watched um, Quantum Mania.
1: You actually liked it, didn't you?
3: I thought it was really good. I've like, not seen it oh, when, the fil- when the film finished, me and, me and my wife looked at each other and I was like, did you enjoy that? And she was like, yeah, I, I really did actually. And I was like, so did I. And and I've thought about yeah, it I ever since. I had many thinking, high hopes
1: for it and they couldn't live up to it.
3: Every time I think about it, I'm like, I really enjoyed that film. Yeah, that, that was really good. Like, so, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I and I think mileage will vary. I think um, it's got some really great elements to it the only thing that and this is uh, there's a whole like thesis i could write about this on can we stop getting rick and morty writers and giving them massive marvel projects where all they've done is wrote one episode of rick and morty you liked because there are so many of those writers that like doctor strange 2 was peppered with them uh, the guy who wrote a couple of decent rick and morty episodes wrote Qu- um, quantum mania and don't be wrong there's some good parts of quantum mania there's bits i enjoy but because we have had Eternals, questionable about Taika Waitiki's 4 movie. Although it is enjoyable, I can see the glaring holes in it.
3: I hate that guy.
1: There are so many not home runs in the last three years from Marvel that why didn't they release Guardians of- I know why, because they fired James Gunn. There was a fucking pandemic, that's why. But if Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was first out of the bat for this phase of movies, I think Ant-Man would have gotten a bit more of a lighter rep and I think it wouldn't have gotten so bad. But there are some... Yeah, am I hopeful? Let's see what happens. I think they're going to pause. I think the writer's strike is going to slow us down. And I think that's a good thing because it means they actually need to think. Like, they were about to start filming the Blade movie and they still haven't finished writing the film and they've only just found a director. And it's like, no, Kevin, just just calm down, mate. Like, let us enjoy Guardians.
3: And, and it's difficult to find, to get the Blade movie on the go because Blade's fishing, busy fishing. <laughs> you know,
1: so. Blade gone fishing, which was the name, there yeah. was an episode in every childhood's TV show called Gone Fishing at some point. Look it up. It's weird. I don't know why, but there was a, there was a theme of it. Anyway, gentlemen, we are three quarters of the way into the pod. Let's do some news. Okay, where to begin? There's only one place to start, isn't there? Um, now, let's, before we get into the details of this conversation, because someone might listen to this and go, you guys just keep sucking off Sony. We like Xbox. Look, we like video games, okay? And anything that we're about to talk about with that Phil Spencer interview comes from a place of we care as gamers, but obviously this is probably the most as Chris Rock once said, the greatest night in the history of television when he got slapped by Will Smith. This is the equivalent of that in video games terms, right? In terms of, you had the CEO, I should point out, the world needs more Phil Spencers. I wish there was a Phil Spencer at Sony. I wish there was a Phil Spencer in Nintendo. Although Nintendo are a little bit more of their, i.e. a personality. Someone who can represent the entire brand and give you information in a friendly way. We want more Phil Spencers. Phil Spencers are good. But, Let's talk about it. So there was an interview with the Kind of Funny Games cast last week. What an exclusive, you lucky sons of guns. And uh, in this interview, Phil Spencer put his cards on the table. Uh, We had Redfall released uh, between the last pod and now. And uh, it's the same story of bad game, rushed, bad QA bad scores and he's acknowledging how bad that was look i'm not gonna shoot in a game that was buggy we've done the hell out of that with with loads of other games there's also redemption stories that can come from that but uh yeah hemming the Redfall stuff what's your thoughts on all of that
2: Uh, uh, yeah i don't really have much to say about Redfall. I, i wasn't excited about it to start with but it's got pedigree behind it it's made by arcane the guys that made the dishonored series that uh Deathloop? Deathloop as well recently which is fantastic and was funnily enough a PS5 exclusive for a while even though it was Bethesda Um, but yeah they just couldn't seem to get it right with this one and it just looks really poor. They shot themselves in the foot because they all announced it as 60 FPS and then about Three months or two months out from release, I don't think when they oh, how sorry, are gonna give a it's going to it's going to be thirty FPS. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think they noticed or realised how big a deal that was going to be to people. And then the game itself just looks mediocre, left for dead, nah. Yeah. And then, then, then the bugs, not good, not good.
1: One thing that I was a bit miff, not miff, not the right word, but one of the things that I was disappointed. In, in phil spencer a little bit of is that he says hands up i take responsibility i need to own that literally said those words similar to when that uh, that logan paul fella got knocked out and said "Ah, oh, it's on me but i didn't really train right and everything else the other week um <laughs> he then said this was a game that we inherited which was a lot further along than other games like starfield starfield by the way it's gonna be really, really good i kept, kept saying that but um There's other games you've inherited in the back catalogue which weren't buggy as hell. There's other games in the back catalogue that were done. Uh, You've inherited... There are other game they made. We just talked about it. um, Deathloop. That's now on Game Pass. That wasn't buggy as hell. You've inherited that after the fact. So to sell them down the river so publicly to say... he is basically implying... We thought they had their shit together so we didn't really give it the attention that we would have something else because yeah, of how far good. along the project was. That did not that was not a good look.
2: No, that didn't sit right with me. Yeah, blaming it on that saying it was too far g- I don't even know what that means. It's too far along, surely that's a good thing. They're coming along yeah. nicely, it's nearly ready. But I
1: mean, yeah, he did weird. also point out that because um, and, and I, I you know, let's give props to the guy interviewing him because he was hoping to just talk about like Games Fest in the summer. That yeah. was the booking. They made the booking months ago and they only found out like a few hours before that now nah, Phil wants to talk about recent events. So they're just rolling with the punches right in this interview with him. But um, they were you know hitting him back very quickly with you know specific questions uh, specifically around Redfall, which was why didn't you delay it then? and he goes delaying it wouldn't have done anything like the problems weren't just technical they were creative uh, which again is a Selling massive down the
2: river again massive
1: blow to your developers yeah which you're going through an acquisition process right now of a bunch of other developers some of them might be looking at that and then going is this how it's going to treat us if we have a flop Or like if, you know, we get pressured to push something out. Because remember, we had AJ, an actual game developer on this pod, talking about the process of game development. No one wants to release a buggy game. No one wants to release a shit game. Um, They also highlighted that they have an internal process of internal reviewers. And what that actually means is, you know, when like an IGN or a GameSpot does lots of game redundancies, we reported that earlier in the year, you know, what happens to those journalists? Well, a lot of them set up their own companies um, to be freelancers. And actually part of the gig is a company will say hey can you come and like quote unquote review this game because we've got our internal eyes but we want someone to look at this before we give this to to so that's what that's what Phil spencer's referred to he actually hired in contractors to basically play the game and give look if i was writing this for ign i would give it a seven out of ten here's why sort of thing and he said ah everyone scored a lot more favorably double digits more favourably when it comes to kind of a meta score. So massive, massive misstep uh, for problem that. The problem is
3: it got, it got four out of 10 from IGN. <laughs> it's, currently sitting at, it's currently sitting on 56 meta score at the moment, hmm. which is pretty, pretty crap. And when you get, and the thing is that obviously you have the outliers, right? So I'm looking at it now and like, when I look at all, all of the reviews, you've got some people that are going, it's a 90 a there's, 90, there's no and world. then you've got others which are saying it's a 30. Redfall is a broken mess. <laughs> and it's just like, sure it oh, wasn't the... Redfall is a sorry skeleton of the game <laughs> sorry that meets ske- the lowest bar possible to be considered a functional, sellable product, Jesus. and it manages to bungle even that elementary task. Zero at its very at best, area. This embryonic embarrassment also aspires to mediocrity, but such heady heights are far too frequently beyond its reach. Yeah. If it were interesting enough to inspire any emotion other than boredom, the humiliatingly cretinous enemy AI, recycled assets, lack of basic features, and laundry list of glitches would be laughable.
1: Wow. That's 10 out of 10, Wired.
2: Incredible review. I love
1: that. <laughs> oh, my days. Well, um, yeah, that the conversation didn't just stop there though. Uh as been, as said, you know, this this went on. And uh one of the next topics was about uh the current generation and how it's performing against its competitors. Now there's two big things to come out of this. A we didn't we knew all these things, didn't say something we didn't know? One was that half the reason why they're on the back foot is because they lost the last generation. And in his own words, that was the worst generation to lose because that was the generation that we switched from physical to digital. And that meant not only are you investing in a new ecosystem, but you're actually taking your previous content with you. Mikey just mentioned it. When he got his PS5, he didn't just play the exclusives. He went back to his catalog and he was playing those older games, but on a new shiny systems go running around in. That obviously would have impacted the future for Xbox if the previous generation,
0: which it was majority PlayStation. It's the whole Apple Android, isn't it? Yeah. You're either one or you're either one or the other. Like I'm not going to switch to the other and lose all the apps that I've bought, all the games I've bought. That ecosystem. You just don't do it, yeah. You know I'm invested.
1: Yeah and uh yeah the conversation then went to games about you know where does the future lie and everything else and that the exact quote was starfield could be an 11 out of 10 but that's not going to make people trade playstations and that's uh that i mean he's the man's right the man is right um one thing though i don't agree with is that he's point about games if you think it's just as simple as making really good games it's not as simple as that i would argue otherwise because playstation made lots of great exclusive games it
2: would help wouldn't it if you've got some games it would help and i mean mm. i gotta be honest as we're talking about this i i feel the cynical side of me microsoft took a big hit recently when the uk yes. courts said that activision blizzard deal uh-uh, not happening i feel that some of the quotes and some of the parts of this interview were a Maybe it's real. Maybe it's honest. Maybe it's a bit of a woe is us. We can't compete with Sony. We can't compete with Nintendo. We can't out console (laughs) them. So let's, we're going to concentrate on the streaming market. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's all we're actually doing with Activision and Blizzard. It's just streaming. I promise. Uh, It wouldn't surprise me if that's leaning into that slightly. Because yeah, of course, if you've got games, you'll sell consoles. If it's the only way to play it and it's brilliant, people are going to want to buy it to play it.
1: It's, yeah, and this is where, and this is when when we were talking about this in our production chats before we, we made the pod uh, today. Um, and Hemming rightfully so said, "Look, let's just not make. Please don't make this like a slag fest to X, uh, to Xbox." I completely agree with you. Mm. And I said, "Look, the point we should be talking about this is for a consumer perspective as well." And one of the things that Microsoft had promised, as has Activision, is a compatible, comparable version of Call of Duty on Nintendo Switch, and it has been proven that the switch is not capable of running a feature parody version of whatever call of duty that is in the pipeline. And that has been part of the conversations about is the Activision deal. Um, you know, should that go forth? Should it go? And I think we're going to be stuck in this murky waters for a very long time. Um, that's my personal opinion. No, I agree with that. that. Um, and I do agree that games alone don't sell good culture. Uh, don't An individual game on its own will not sell an entire console at this point and moment in time in the race. That being said, a pedigree of hit after hit after hit turns sceptics into believers. And if I look at Phil, uh, Phil Spencer's run as an executive producer on the exclusives. Yes, there's been some lovely, charming indie darlings. I'm not disputing they have not had some good little games that you can get for free on your Game Pass that are exclusive to Xbox. What is missing is the home run triple hit, quarter after quarter. Every quarter, Sony will have an exclusive first-party title, which is not only just a review, uh, a media darling, but is also something they can put on the poster, smack it on the box, they just don't have them at the moment. And it's going to take a while before they do.
3: I think there's two things from my end, um, just quickly. As you're right, in terms of Sony, when you play, um, when you play, like, one of the games I decided to have a goose at was um, uh, Bloody Demon Souls, right? Yeah no not demon souls sorry spider-man yep. right miles morales and when you when you turn that sucker on i think it's miles morales i'm talking about anyway but you get that sweet marvelesque playstation logo right ah. and it has that is like the that is the sweetest that's like the
1: marvel mcu thing right it's just it's it's yeah, shows this and universe it's just like
3: you know it's like this is going to be dope whatever it is i trust it like look at look at all the things they've done and that for me like there is a rich tapestry of cuz i look at marvel and i love marvel and i know that there's a rich like universe of stuff that they can they can be tapped into. And it's the same almost with PlayStation now. There is a rich universe of of, of all these PlayStation things which are all so amazing and wonderful. Um, so I agree with you on that point. I do think however there is one there is there is one game that does sell systems. And but it will never happen. It will never be an exclusive and that game is Grand Theft Auto six. If yeah. that was announced as Xbox only, as in it's only coming to Xbox, it ain't ever coming to PlayStation. Then you got then, then then you have yourself a system seller because that game is still in the top ten for uh, twelve uh, years downloads, twelve something like that after after the fact, you know. So it's you know that that's that's the system seller, um, and but that's it's never going to happen for them. And as much as I think, like, and this is the fun, not the funny thing, but the only other game that I could think would even remotely get there is Skyrim Six, or not, not Skyrim, Elder Scrolls yeah. Six, or the next one. Um, but that's going to be for another five years down the pike. Yep. Like <laughs> by that point, mate,
2: we've seen nothing of it.
3: There ain't going to be any Xboxes yeah, anymore.
2: We've seen nothing of that since they announced just a trailer and showed the logo about five years ago, yeah, and then they just went around an island. Yeah, we're still working on Starfield. Oh yeah, that's still not come out yet.
3: Oh, you mean that game that nobody cares about cause it looks like shit? Mm. Sorry, I know you said you won't be negative about it. I, I, did. <laughs> no, no, I didn't can, I didn't sign can, up, up to that. that. We could be <laughs>
2: negative <laughs> about the individual games.
3: <laughs> Alright, good, because Starfield, I'm not it looks like shit. Yeah. They um do you remember that thing about that, that within Fallout that everyone hated? The base building stuff that no one liked. That. Although I weirdly I weirdly liked it, but like <laughs> Like, like no, like the amount of people I saw that were like, I don't play Fallout to basically build to play The Sims. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, like, I've got to build a house and all this shit. Like, um, they appear to have doubled down on that instead what oh and by the way you know the thing in fallout that's really bad where you, where you where you have to use shooting mechanics because the feeling of shooting things is mm. garbage and in fact we invented a vat system <laughs> so that you didn't actually ever have to free aim because that's it feels I like i never got jank. on with
1: fallout like i love elder yeah. scrolls but yeah i couldn't get on with the shooting
3: man anymore. alive like i love the fallout games but jesus christ they are quite shit at many things and the only thing the only good redeeming thing was the choice and in fallout 4 they removed half of the choice <laughs> <laughs> and they made you ch- and it's like brilliant um the only thing that starfield has running for it is by account and i may be wrong about this the main protagonist isn't voiced right is am i right in saying I that or am know. i wrong in saying i that? haven't I
1: heard so. no I, they, they haven't shown it if he's voiced
3: it if he's voiced or if the protagonist is voiced just send it back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on after after that interview. But one last quick question, and only one question. It's not a loaded question. Will Phil Spencer still be the CEO of Xbox Studios this time next year? Hemming?
2: Just. I think yes. Mikey? Yes. Moles?
0: Depending on performance. I, I, <laughs> oh, oh, I spoke like a true chairman. Well... <clears throat> the market share at the minute between the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series S is 60-40. Okay, that's in favour of PS5. It's sold 4.19 million more units than the Xbox in the last 12 months. Okay, and it's only got total to sales. Direction. total sales, there's 10 million between them. That's like. And now, uh, let's see. And now
3: you can actually buy the motherfuckers as well. That's the thing. Yeah,
0: That's now you thing. can actually get them. So let's see if that trend continues in the next twelve months and sales of PS Five also outshine the Xbox. To, so to... yeah, I'm being logical. You're, you're right.
1: right. You're right. I think I think the writing's on the wall. I think this is his Antonio Conte moment. I think this is him basically just blaming everything else and storming off into the night. Um, I said it before. And I said it at the start. Video games needs people like Phil Spencer. I want more Phil Spencers in the world. I just think he's had a really bad day. And I think maybe, although I applaud the honesty, Um, I think ultimately it's going to come back to bite him. Uh, Speaking about things that are being announced in the public forum, Warner Brothers had their earnings call last week because they had the financial year and all that. And it was quite interesting. A lot of video game news came out of this. So they'll talk about their IP and where they want to take that. Um, That was where they announced they're actually doing stuff like the uh, Harry Potter TV show reboot and that kind of thing. But they also emphasised the importance of utilizing their IP in the world of video games, specifically Hogwarts Legacy. Um, and this is a direct quote. This game overperformed to our expect to our even at our expectations. It performed one billion dollars more. Just one just money, raining dollar dollar
3: bills. Yeah,
0: that boycott worked, then didn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, good boycotting. Uh, and also Wired, great review, son, because you really did help them with the column inches, you know what I'm saying? Um so you know wow um fair play with that kind of stuff but also they said that means because we realize we have an amazing tapestry of stuff we want to tap into we are no longer licensing any warner brother properties outside of our existing commitments in the terms of video games so yes i think uh, bethesda are working on a wonder woman game at the moment is it bethesda i mean there's a there's a wonder woman game being worked on at the moment um but there's everything else no dice and even James Gunn, when he done his DC slate, <laughs> like, a Wonder Woman game? Um,
3: <laughs> Wait, I'm just, I'm, I'm, sorry, but I'm imagining, I'm, i I'm, all I've got in my fa- in my brain is Oblivion graphics with the, with the NPCs because you said Bethesda, but then also Wonder Woman somehow, and Wonder, just,
2: Wonder just, Man. she's just there yeah. with the internet, with hobby. a whip, just grabbing people.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, with like bulbous eyes and a plastic. Uh, oh no, it's
2: monolith.
1: Uh, who who owns Monolith? Uh, probably uh, Bethesda. Oh no, it's, it is Warner Brothers. No, it is Warner Brothers. Uh, um, it's the people who made the Lord of the Rings games and invented the Nemesis system. Uh,
3: and then made. So- and then made everyone pay
1: yeah so maybe mm. after bought it. Um, but yeah. it does mean that they are they're they're
3: Cause, serious because wonder woman's boys. got loads of villains doesn't she jesus yeah i get to see cheetah no. for the
1: billionth time after they ruined that character in wonder woman 1984 anyway um <laughs> but anyway the more important detail is that warner brothers but, is going big on their ip <laughs> and they are going back into that game world The the guy even name dropped a superman game I mean, As it's it said, who's been a long it?
2: time since we had one. There was that crap Man of Steel game, I think, on like the Xbox Three Sixty. I, I don't,
1: I don't, I am yet to be convinced you can make a good spider uh Superman just,
0: game. I'm yet to be convinced that there's anything good about Superman. It's just <sighs> absolutely ridiculous. Superman. I mean,
2: to be fair though, uh, we are talking about the keeping it internal, like they kind of did with Gotham Knights, and that worked really well mm-hmm. for them. Ooh. It's
1: such a uh, hit or miss studio. Like, stu- like when I say studio, I mean they're a publisher, not a studio. They've got bloody tons under their belts, but they're such hit and miss, isn't they? Oh yeah, massively. For every Arkham, there's a Gotham Knights. Uh, didn't they also? They own the uh, the the company that made the Lego games. Do they? Yes, that's not why telltale. they're able to do. That's why easily they're able to be like, yeah, make Traverse a Harry tales. Potter years Traverse. one to seven you know sort of thing so there's there's such an interesting degree of like great and bad um, um am i right in thinking that neverrealm is actually owned by warner brothers
3: that, that oh, in
1: mortal does ring yeah. a bell
2: that the yeah i think yeah the wb yeah. symbol does pop up at the beginning of mortal kombat i'm pretty sure
3: hence the injustice and of how they can make uh, that happen yeah and the joker being Absolutely. in mortal kombat etc etc and robocop and the terminator
2: rambo all that jazz
1: so they're going big on the the Warner Brothers IP, and that means you know that could who knows what that means. Maybe we get an Animaniacs game. You know who, who knows? But oh, um, mate, be- the
3: Animaniacs game for the Genesis was phenomenal. All right, one of my favorite Mega Drive games. I love that shit. So
2: please, please give us more, me more of the games. All the, uh, the capitals of U.S. states. Useless knowledge, <laughs> but I've got it. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to do it on the spot, but that There's,
1: that, that no. was <laughs> <laughs> just incredible. And Pinky in the Brain, like the greatest cartoon skit of all time. Same thing with every night, um Okay, let's move on to PS Plus games. Holy crap, man! Mm. Like I am never buying a game off of the PS sale ever again because every time I buy it, it ends up being for free in the not-too-distant future. I remember, like, oh, no, yeah, Watchdog Legion is only, like, a 10. I'll buy that. And then, oh, what a fucking surprise. Oh, 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 Riffs Apart, I might buy that next time. Glad I didn't. Because, Heming, tell me what's in this spiffing collection they're giving us this month. I'll tell
2: you what, it's a biggie. So this is the mid-month additional games that they've added on to the uh, different tiers. And in the main tier, that's available to anybody who's got PS Plus... Uh, You have got access to Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, PS5 exclusive, fantastic-looking game, great use of the system, haptic feedback, load times, all that. It's so much fun as well. Really had a good time with it.
3: Also, Haptic feedback, so
1: good, I'll make you uh, (laughs) cum. Put that on the box.
3: (laughs) Sure. Uh. Did they Hemming? Just a very quick question. I'm going to interrupt you. You know they. You know when they released the Ratchet and Clank game for PS4? Came out the same day, I believe, as Dark Souls Three. Um, oh, was it Into the Nexus? Because I bought them. Uh, well, no, where they remade like the first Ratchet and Clank, Clank game, the, and it came out. Oh, the it came out. It came out with, it the, came movie out with time, the movie. Yes. <clears throat> Did they have they released other than then uh, Rifts Apart, which mm-hmm. is the new one? Yeah. Yeah. Did they release any in the in the middle between? So it?
2: I can't remember if it's in the middle or just before the movie remake. But there was Into the Nexus, which was a PS4 game, and I can't remember exactly when that came out, whether that's in between or just before the movie reboot. You're probably
3: because I don't. Re- no, that one came out in 2013. Oh wow, that was earlier than I thought. That was a that was a PS3 game. I so because no. no, I because I, I, I loved. I loved the Ratchet & Clank game that came out with the movie tone. I thought that was phenomenal. they done a sweet ps uh, that. Because I, though, I played all of the ones. I'd, I was a massive Ratchet & Clank fan back in the day. So this one now that's coming out is the yes. next one. Yeah, it is. Right?
2: You're going to love it then. Sensational. You're have a great I am time
3: all about this.
2: It. Yeah. Because Captain, is Captain Quark is in it. Absolutely Captain Quark isn't it? Of course he is. Immeasurably. <laughs> Excellent. When is this out? Uh, I believe it's the 21st. It's the mid-month one. (laughs) I thought you were going to go tomorrow. No, no, I wish. Um, But yeah, on top of that, you've also got the the whole Tomb Raider trilogy, the reboot series. So Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh,
1: Rise Rise of the Tomb Tomb Raider, Raider. that's the one, and Tomb
2: Raider itself. Personally, I actually thought the first one was the best one. That's my personal take. Um, Then you've got into the extra tier, so the premium tier sorry, the tier where only the weirdos who want old games live, like me uh, you get another and siphon me. filter and me,
1: I didn't realise mine auto-renewed hey,
2: another God year so you get another siphon filter game, because that is all that they seem to have, is just siphon filter <laughs> games, they keep pumping them out, so many of me them. neither I've never heard of this one, it's like Logan's Revenge, I had no idea Who <laughs> the fuck you is Logan? Logan's the main character, the main character. Like, come on man, his name's Gabe Logan, Logan. Logan. That's an Gabe amazing name. I've never... His name
3: is Gabe yes, Logan.
2: His name was Gabe Logan. It's amazing. That guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but but in a, a game that doesn't suck, definitely doesn't, is Ghostbusters the video game. It is Ghostbusters 3. It's written by the original that, guys. It's got all the original four like actors Leonard in Royd it, uh, voicing it. Idiot. It's great.
3: And that's just for the premium. Sadly, games, right? so yes, because
2: technically they're classing it as a classic. Uh,
3: and is it
1: streamable? Nice no, it's download because it's the PS4 version. I Think that's Harold Ramus' last performance.
2: Quite possibly. Uh, is it I always, I always,
3: uh,
1: always yes, it is purchasable
2: as a standalone if you want.
1: You can get it on the Switch quite cheap as well. Mm,
3: it was yeah, really fun. Every now and again, it goes down to like six quid on the Switch. I'm like, oh. That when they crazy. when they <laughs> announced the remaster. <laughs>
2: They said that they were going to add in four-player co-op, so you could have played through the entire story mode with three other friends. Sadly, they said it didn't sell enough to do that, uh, but it's still a great time even playing single-player. It, it's just the classic crew, and they've got the whole old aesthetic with the music from the films in it. It hits home really hard—the nostalgia.
0: It's currently, twenty-five pounds full price. Currently twenty-five. On Switch. Okay. Hmm. On PSN
2: There you go But yeah, it's a big month of offering And then the the other big PS5 one they announced Which is a day release game Humanity I have no idea what this game is But it's just a bunch of people Jumping between buildings And I'm intrigued It looks like lemmings, but with actual human beings I don't know what's (laughs) going on
1: Lemmy (laughs) wings
2: But yes, it's good stuff Get on there, check it out get in what a time to be alive
1: Uh, well let's uh, I appreciate this pod is near its conclusion but we have to say that there is rifles afoot on the internet which leads us into what Mikey once called it and I want it to be an hour section of baseless speculation (laughs) Um, in the next week or so it's expected that it'll be a PlayStation showcase and in that PlayStation showcase there are some rumours that are dropping gentlemen gentlemen uh yes we're doing a rumor dance boys we're gonna do the rumor dance and bring a, bring that rumor dance bring a partner um there's one thing in particular though that has had me wetting my lips we've been talking about this for a while and we hope to see it there do we think we're going to see that elusive metal gear remake
3: I will go out on a limb and say, absolutely. I like it. I think we're there. All of the, all of the signs um, have, have pointed to yes. Basically. Um, There have been lots of rumblings behind the scenes of people doing this, people doing that confirmations of like, I think it's happening. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, but it's like, it's metal gear three. And that's intriguing for me because that's quite a lot of people say it's the best. It's my
1: favorite. my literal... It's like the yeah.
3: only one I've never played. Ooh, really? Wow.
1: Watch a YouTube video, yeah. some guy doing like a super edit because it, it does some... One of the things I'll say about Hideo Kojima, love him or hate him, he does things in I video like- games which people will be emulating for a decade in the yeah, after that game. So the things he done in Metal Gear uh, Solid, only other franchises really caught up 10 years later and definitely Metal Gear 3 done a lot of stuff that we never saw in video games prior to that so the things like being outside and killing animals and using that to get food and stuff like that no one done it in video games in my opinion to that extent it done there there was lots of things that he absolutely hideoed the hell out of there's a 15 minutes it feels like 15 minutes it's probably only about three minutes sequence of him just going up a ladder
2: what a thrill
1: yeah, it, it is. Oh, I've seen that. Every I time that, I climb yeah. a
2: ladder in a video game, I start singing that in my head. Now I can't help it, and I usually only You'll get have, to about what a oh oh I've, I've, I'm at the top now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the the it's it for a lot of people. It's a masterpiece. For some people, it might be Metal Gear Jumping the Shark. Um, I'm more towards the I really really like it category. But I've, i I want to go back to Shadow Moses. But to be honest, I got my moment. Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes on the GameCube. They remade it then, and it was pretty damn good. Um, I know a lot of people have got problems with that interpretation of it, but I, I love it. Just for the love of God, Nintendo, please, give a boy a bit of hope. Just port that fucker onto Switch. That's all I want. Um, that's what I need. But um, but yeah, I, I, I do agree with you, Mikey. I do think it's coming. I mean,
2: I'll tell you this. I wouldn't have even given it a thought of being possible if we hadn't had the announcement that Silent Hill 2 was actually happening and that Konami yeah. were making games again.
0: Or at and least signing off people. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that they
2: were actually signing off on people to make games for them. I There's a mm. chance. You're saying there's and a chance. I want, I
3: want the whole collection, mate. I want full remakes. Not remakes. I want remakes of 1, 2 and 3 as a package.
1: I kind of like 4 to come into that as well.
3: I played a lot of four because I I got it with my PlayStation Three, and I found it. Um,
1: but we go back to Shadow Moses for a minute. So I, I like struggled
3: it. with four. <laughs> I must say I did struggle
2: with four. Four yeah. was weird, but it had the cool load screen of just him smoking a cigar. Yeah, like yeah,
1: yeah. I I used to be a heavy smoker. I could lit the amount of time that loader screen took. I would physically go have a cigarette, watch the loading screen of him having a cigarette, come back. And be like, Jesus Christ, I've had a whole cigarette and he is still smoking and it's still not loaded yet. God, longest loading times I've That's ever seen. That's why man. we need it he- on a new console. <laughs> yeah. Hideo Kojima is the only guy to make you sit through 45 minutes of cutscenes, a loading screen of about 10 minutes of Snake just smoking for you to start the game, to crawl under a car only to initiate another fucking cutscene.
3: Yeah.
1: Son of a bitch. That was a struggle. That was a struggle. That was a yeah. struggle.
3: Yeah. When that game, I remember that game installing, it took. Just hours upon hours, it oh, a real struggle.
1: But uh, I do also. Um, oh God, who's the company that everyone is always affiliating with? Blue Point is that it that called?
2: Blue Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Basically, everyone is saying Blue Point Metal Gear, and they've been saying that for about ten years. And we don't know what those guys Demon's are Wars, right?
2: They did Demon Souls. They did Shadow of the Colossus. They have had hit after hit in terms of remakes. They have pedigree in remaking
1: beloved PlayStation games. They do. Oh. Oh, okay fair enough
2: fair enough who who who'd thought maybe i still want legacy um, of kane that's my baseless speculation soul reaver give me soul reaver remake with blue point that is what i'm all about
1: if that comes out and be that i'll be like jesus christ you need to like predict a lottery or something because <laughs> that's a that's a that, yeah who knows um i do think as well that i think they are got to troll us with something with bloodborne i don't think we're getting bloodborne 2 but I do think maybe we're getting like a PC port or something. And Mikey's going to go punch a wall and go scream at the sun. <laughs> You're on mute, bud. Uh,
3: now now, I've got a PlayStation 5. Can we get a PlayStation 5 uh, like, update for it? Why? Then I can they finally have get literally that updated platinum.
1: Every, every decent first-party PS4 game has a PS5 or at the very least a PS4 Pro update where it's making use of the new hardware. There's got to be a reason behind that, surely. Anyway, uh, there's some games that are promised for 2023 which we haven't heard too much about. Spider-Man 2, for example. Silent Hill 2, am I right I'm thinking that's 2023? Uh, Last of Us Fractions um, so, and Mortal Kombat 12. And actually, just before recording there was a tweet from Ed Boon of just a, a clock ticking past eleven straight to twelve because Mortal Kombat Twelve's coming, so yeah, surely something's coming from that.
3: I I, really I well. want them to give us some more information on Wolverine as well.
1: I do, but I feel like Sony—they'll
3: uh, be focusing on Spider-Man too, of course they will. But um, it's you know just, just give me a, just give me another logo
1: or a little it's tidbit. Here's one little with. tidbit. I'd love them just to say. Uh, Oh, yeah. Wolverine's in development. would like you to meet our Wolverine, actually. And Mark Hamill comes on fucking screen. Yes, that's right. Mark Hamill has pedigree for doing the voice of Wolverine in what is arguably the greatest Wolverine video game of all time. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Mark Hamill does the voice of Wolverine. If you want to get the entire video game world on your side, if we weren't already on your side... You just ring up Mark and say, hey, Mark, you spent all that Joker money just yet. No, don't worry. You spent all that Luke money. All right. Well, how do you want to earn Wolverine money as well?
2: <laughs> can, I, can I just very briefly on a Mark Hamill tangent, the Jedi Survivor advert with Mark Hamill trading Cal Kestis, whatever that guy's name is. Oh, my God. That was so fun. I enjoyed that so much. Anyway, sorry. Just a little detour.
1: It, it upstages the other guy, though. Oh, so yeah, much. massively. Yeah. <laughs> Like he does it so well, and it's just like, don't tell me about how to use the force, man. Like it's just ah, oh, oh, it's so good. We need to protect him at all costs. He needs to be around for the rest of eternity. Um, but yeah, do we think we're going to see anything about stuff that's already committed to? So Death Stranding two, maybe.
2: Think some bits about Wouldn't that. Wouldn't be surprised. The Lost Package. <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> oh, oh my. <laughs> I can
1: still hear that gif of George Takai.
0: Oh, bye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> In fact, that's what it should be called Death Stranding 2 The Lost Package. Oh, bye. <laughs>
2: Did you consume a again. <laughs>
1: Uh, and Hideo Kojima has been tweeting photos of him and his famous friends and more of those famous friends seem to be gravitating around Death Stranding stuff so I wouldn't be surprised from that is there any more baseless speculation we want to throw into the mix?
2: I would have said Silk Song but they only just announced that that's been delayed again so that's made me sad
1: yeah. I Feel like Sony have just been sitting there waiting for Microsoft to blink and then go, Oh, I can imagine. Can you imagine Sony to pick up the phone? Phil Spencer going, Yeah, man, I heard that interview. Um, yeah, well, oh, you got to do what you got to do anyway. Yeah, uh, you might want to stay off Twitter next week <laughs> because I'm going to uh walk up to the table, unzip my fly, and go. <laughs> Here comes the dong of PS5. There goes the title of the pod moles um, of all these amazing things that are coming up. And to that point earlier, I feel that what what Sony have been really good at is spacing out good announcements. Um, up until recently, anyway, it felt like we've been a little bit dry to an extent. Um, but yeah, let's let's see what happens if we do get a showcase. Uh, and also I should point out. For the last six years, whenever Sony have had a showcase, there has been Resident Evil news. <laughs> Mikey's face—he's got—he's gone. Gone the whole fucking pod,
3: bro. bro literally, no, I'm mean, being I mean, funny, right? But I feel like over the last couple of years, it's been nothing but Resident it Evil. It has been. I feel like it a new been. Resident Evil game has come out every couple. You are of right.
1: Weeks. You are right. Every Sony uh, state of play or showcase has had an announcement from Capcom about resident evil of some kind. I think this is the, I think this is the time they break their duck and stop doing that because it's literally from resident evil seven, which came out in 2018. There has been a, a Sony and Capcom resident evil announcement at a showcase event which, as a Resident Evil fan, I am happy, but... You're too far. Go <laughs> You're going too far, David.
0: It must <laughs> well, have run out by now.
1: Uh, well, yeah. Resi
2: 5 it, still it, hasn't been done yet. That's the, that's yeah. the next one. Code Co- Veronica, need, Resident Evil 9. Oh, no, no,
1: with with go forward now, go forward. Um, but Do they
3: release any new Resident Evil games anymore?
1: Yes, Resident Evil Village last Village. year.
3: That was the new one. Yeah. That was, a new, was it good? it was a bit of a
1: fantastic. demo, to be honest. Oh, yeah, awesome. it was still. So I've, yeah. Got,
3: I've got a thumbs up from Hemming I've got a grimaced face from Moles. what did you do Flint?
1: I, I have two thumbs up I platinumed it I loved it um, but then again like as for mentioned take my opinion with a pinch of salt because I just fucking love these games just like I fucking love the Guardians movies um, with that in mind I encourage you all to go watch it and spend all the money to make sure that it makes the money so that they continue making films like that um, gentlemen let's call that a pod uh, in one word what do you think will, how uh, how good will Tears of the Kingdom be? Because next time we meet, you probably would have played it. Hemming, give me that one word. <laughs> Love it. Mikey, what's your one word?
2: <laughs>
3: Moles.
0: Ambulance. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Mike, Mikey's now on the floor. Just with this, right? Eurogamer have, eight years ago, they removed the 10-point the ten point scoring system, right? Yes. For game reviews. They went to a badge, uh, essential, recommended gimmick. In time for Tears of the Kingdom, they are moving back to a... Uh, they've gone but now to an out-of-five scoring thing, and Tears of the Kingdom is the first game they're reviewing. That is how good they know it's going to be because they don't want to have it the same badge level as other games yeah they want to go this is the five out of five and it stands alone up a up, 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 up top it's it's plinth of of it's of glory yeah? are you telling that's me how good this game is going to be
1: when when the the fate are you telling me my friend that when the fate is written in the cosmos and they look back of all of mankind's achievements there's going to be a moment in time called before tears of the kingdom and after tears of the kingdom and this is yes. that moment yes mmm glorious and on that what's your word mr flint uh my word is going to be i really hope my switch can take it no um it's going to be <laughs> because it's going to be that good <laughs> my neighbors are going to be like is he choking again um, anyway uh, on that note enjoy this pod if you've liked what you've been listening to look we make this out of the kindness of our heart for you the people but please 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 subscribe. Click on that subscribe button. That way we know you're liking us. That way how we know we can give you more content and everything in between. And hey, do one better. Get your mum to subscribe. Just steal her phone. She ain't looking. While you're at it, DM me her credit card details. Anyway, it's getting a bit creepy now. So I will say have a good evening and call it a pod.